Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoma Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed. I seem to have a bit of a frog. Let's hope it doesn't croak. Um, and uh, welcome to you, the listener, and to my co-host, Jill, who is actually going to take the reins this week uh, to talk about, uh, on episode 98, the dwarf planet, planetoid body of rock roaring around our solar system called Eris. Welcome, Jill. Yes, I mean, um, they now call Pluto a dwarf planet, but anybody who's had a Pluto transit would not call it, you know, weak in any way. No, they wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) No, and, you know, he's he's sort of the first of the Kuiper Belt planets, the Kuiper Belt being that belt of rocks that that is swirling around you know beyond what we considered all the planets right (laughs) much much like the band that forms of scattered rock between mars and jupiter that has produced a zillion asteroids Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so these are these are additional bodies that we can look at i mean i would never add all of them to any (laughs) no that it, you know, you can fill the whole circle up with so many dots that any nothing yeah. means anything. Anymore. Yeah, so, exactly. But I think sometimes, you know, some are calling our attention. Yes. And and deserve to be looked at. And in in my opinion, Chiron is one of those. Yeah, definitely. Asteroids, planetoids, whatever it. I mean, you know, these are definitions that we come up with. So yes, yeah, they're all bodies out there, right? They're yep. not. They're only distinct because we distinguish them. <laughs> right? True, true. It's yeah. a linguistic thing that we do. It doesn't mean yeah. they aren't still just, you know, bodies in our solar system. Yeah. So, yeah, I did a, I just did, you know, good old Google search of different. <laughs> well, yay, Google, yay. <laughs> people have looked at with mm-hmm. theirs because, you know, a lot of people jump on it immediately that somebody announces a new discovery. of. Oh, planet. yeah, yeah. And and Aries is very new, very new. Um, they kind of spotted it in 2003 a little bit with the telescope, oh, and okay. determined for sure. Yeah. So the actual discovery is is 2005, January 5th. That's okay. when they said, "Yeah, we discovered yeah. this 10th planet." Ah, and where was he? Her they, they it. Had, they haven't demoted. Pluto uh, yet? So, it's <laughs> <laughs> the dead planet, right? Yeah, so it's beyond Pluto. It's um, quite a bit beyond Pluto. It's it's um, its orbit is five hundred and sixty point nine years. So oh yeah, so that's, that's taking long, long yeah 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 orbit. And it's extremely elliptical. Oh, okay. So there'll be times when it's so moving that, quite fast, and times so when it's Pluto. Um, yeah, Pluto yep. is elliptical and goes through the signs like Taurus and and Gemini very, very, very slowly, slowly. and yep. then goes through Scorpio at record speed. So yes, yeah, kind of like that with Eris, and Eris was <clears throat> in uh, Ari- Aries <laughs> when she was discovered. And okay, 
was in Aries uh, since 1920s. Yeah, so. 20, between 2025 and 19, or not 2025, 1925 and 1930, and, it switched yeah. from Pisces to Aries. Yeah. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, when it's that slow and it's, it goes back, you know, Forth. the outer planets always retrograde much more than the inner planets, yeah. these closer planets. And so, yes, when it, it takes her a really long time to, to get anywhere. Yes. You try looking at the ephemeris and scroll and oh, scroll. Go <laughs> on the same degree. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. I think looking at, at a body like that in, in the chart, one has to really have a very tight, tight um, orb. Orb. A, yeah. a influence for any aspect, to yeah. call it an aspect. Yeah. So you're I, saying one degree, I think, right? I would, I would you know, yeah. like if you're looking at a, at a natal chart, and, and looking to see if anything is aspecting, like if, if anything is as, aspecting Eris, because right. it's not her aspecting them, because she's the slow one, right? Right, so, exactly, yep. yeah. Yeah, and, um, and in my chart, uh, I, I looked, and Venus is actually squaring Eris. Aww. Yeah, calling me more attention to my little Venus. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I needed it. Anyway, it was interest what was interesting was that when it was first discovered, it initially they they called it Xena after the TV show. Right, Xena, yes, Warrior Princess. Warrior mm. Princess, yeah. And and um it has one moon, so they called that Gabrielle, because apparently that was her sidekick. I never watched the show, so Oh, okay. Know. Oh god, I had a friend that was just she Yeah. yeah watched it a lot it actually was i mean because of my friend i did watch a few of them and they did tackle some interesting feminine issues yeah, yeah. and, and of yeah course, you know, she is a fem feminine warrior type of she's the sister of of mars right in so in which mythology eris is in, in greek and, Mar and roman okay yeah so she is the the sister to mars right She's the sister of Mars. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how mythology goes, anyway. So, but in um, 2006, they changed her name to Eris, okay. and they called her her moon Dysnomia. Dysnomia. And I was curious to know what that meant. Yeah. When I looked it up. I found that it's a medical term. Oh. That or... means anomic aphasia. It's the inability to name objects or recognize written or spoken names of objects. So I don't know how that, that presents. Oh, that is weird. very weird. I, why, how, why they would choose that name? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But that, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, huh. yeah. yeah. So the other thing that was kind of interesting was that uh, um, the woman that played um, Yes, Zena? Lucy. Yes, Zena. Yeah, because the I think her her something about the name had to do with lawlessness. The, yes. Her, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of interesting coincidence. There are oh yeah, well yeah <laughs> yes we can yeah. name so, that either way, but yeah yeah uh, because I think I where was I going to say this yeah. Uh, 
uh, where in life you express your rebellious side. That's yeah, some you, people. Yeah, Aries has been in Aries so long, and she, Lucy Lawless, is got many planets in Aries. It's right in that mix in her in of her Aries planets, right? Right. Yeah. Would you Would you like me to pull up her chart now? Sorry. Would you like me to put her chart up? You could do that if you Alrighty. like. That would Let be me... something to look at, other yeah. than us. Other than, oh, come on, we're kind of sexy, no? Well, something, we're... <laughs> okay, here comes... I, I, the... I always find those kinds of uh, so-called coincidences interesting. Yeah, so let yeah. me just annotate this so that I can... Uh, maybe I could actually draw the glyph. So yeah, actually, if, is, you, if you look at the degree it's at, it, it's on the midpoint for between her Sun and her Saturn. Right, so that is on the screen. Uh, so for those of you who are just listening, if you go to my website, uh, www.cardinalastrology.ca and go to the radio tab, and scroll down to episode 98, uh, you too can follow along. And uh, for the YouTube, I've actually drawn uh, not a very good circle, but that is the Aries glyph that they've come up with. Yeah. And here yeah, she, here yeah, she is right, right there, here. Right there in between. Yeah. Her Saturn and it is pretty cool. Yeah, it's on the midpoint, basically. Yeah, yeah. So really that would pull those two together. Yeah, so so that you know that also is interesting. Yeah, uh, and um, so it's highlighting in that show um, what astrologers have come to believe it stands for. Correct. Yeah, I guess so. It's 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 just interesting how they choose names and how they fit with you know. Yeah, the the mythology and the symbolism and. And you know a person's name, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> lawless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and lawlessness, and there it is. In yeah, and of course she was born in New Zealand. I don't know if New Zealand was also the recipient of of folks who were um, kicked out of oh the penal colonies. Yeah, yeah I penal don't know either. I don't. Yeah, that I'm not aware. I mean, I don't know if they just migrated there from Australia or right because it makes you wonder where her family name come up with lawless like yeah maybe it had something to do with windless or something yeah who <laughs> knows yeah but yeah. the other little interesting quote I found in, in one of the articles was um, um, referring to the Pluto being sort of the first of the Kuiper belt planets right yep on beyond kind of uh, and the the moon Pluto is actually like a dual planet because its moon Charon right is, is almost as big. They're almost like a yeah they almost yeah. tumble around together. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> in myth, the ferryman Charon stands at the point of entry into the underworld, and so too the newly recognized binary planet Pluto Charon. Uh, marks our entry into a whole new realm of discovery in our solar system. Yes. The Kuiper Belt is a real metaphor for the underworld in, and the fourth dimension, dark matter, dark energy that our scientists will soon discover more about. That's what they said. I mm -hmm. thought that was an interesting quote. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, there, and there's got to be something about humanity getting to the point now where um, it's sort of almost come to the end of the road in terms of our solar system. Whether or not we survive long enough to make the leap to another solar system. Yeah. And, and, and with, the, with the new planets, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, they always seem to herald in a, a shift in consciousness and yes. yeah. orientation. And I think that's probably what these Kuiper Belt objects are doing. They're, they're, the consciousness on the planet is shifting. It is, yeah, you know, going somewhere else. And so I think that's probably why this has become so prominent. And the reason... Kyra or Eris is so prominent for, and I thought would be good to discuss right now is that currently she is in an exact square with Pluto. Yes, yeah, and that's pretty significant given what's going on with exactly. Planet. So and, with, and in, at the same time as the Uranus Saturn, which is more of our tradition, you know. Yeah, that's just that first step out of the whatever traditional world your or social grouping that you're involved in so Saturn would be the social structure Uranus is the break free but that's that yeah definitely a more and this is taking us sort of in a leap beyond that beyond so all think, that yeah I think that you know that they're happening kind of simultaneously yeah extremely and I, I, to me it's like the universe it doesn't you know move us around but it gives us like these messages you know? <laughs> <Look> yeah. <here. laughs> yes okay so in looking here i'm just going to read some of what i have seen people think that um this heiress is denoting so we've got things like fear when fierce is warranted abiding discord discord when there is survival at stake and that's kind of where we're at right now no holds barred fight for existence exhibiting the power of action and choice how to stay in one's power especially for women and that would denote i mean the last since eris moved into aries which would have been uh, you know fully probably by 1930 um yeah, so the women getting the vote and, you know, yeah, that yeah. whole no, march it's, of women it's, into... I think a further awakening of that feminine... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, we're not meant to be totally docile and subservient and, you know, that's... Yeah. We're kind of waking up to that, I think. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so I'm, also in the list is female struggle for survival, which is encapsulating what you're saying. Um, yeah. Then we have uh, soul level commitment, empowerment, disempowerment, right rage, anger when it is warranted, uh, taking action when necessary, knowing when to take a side, which is very prominent right now, uh, standing up for yourself and others, uh, commanding your space rather than defending it. Uh, and when mediation is and isn't warranted. Yeah. Slippery slopes, some of those. Yeah. Well, but you, uh, the other, th you know, uh, and a couple other astrologers commented on it. Um, 
her per, the various personalities, like one who brings in new ideas, new concepts that challenge our rapidly becoming outmoded thinking and concepts. Right, yeah. Um, you know, and in our own personal charts, she can challenge us to embrace the new so that we are morphed in the process. Yeah, um, this particular astrologer says she sees Eris as a benefic, albeit, oh. albeit a challenging benefic. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, oh, huh? She only, she's her only neg she only has negative ramifications when we cannot compromise or adapt to the new. Ah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So to me that's interesting. So yes, it's 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 discord and chaos, but it's because you need to look diff you need to see this differently. You need to be able to adapt to this. You need to be able to open your mind more. Right. And yeah, so um She's the, you know, the primordial goddess of discord, chaos, quarrels, and feuds, the spirit of frictions, battle, strife, and hostility. But, you know, her role of discord brought dissension, but it brought change, you know? Yeah, and, and you're not going to get change unless the status quo is disrupted. Yeah, and her biggest claim to yeah. fame was, was being the one who started the Trojan War. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, women power. No, no. <laughs> it began, the conflict huh. with her began when all the gods and goddesses were invited to the wedding of Peleus and, and Thetis and, um, to accept Eris. Eris wasn't invited to the party. Oh, so not. to avenge that, she threw a golden apple of discord to the guests at the wedding feast. The golden apples had for the fairest written on it. And then, it, you know, Hera and Athena and Aphrodite all claimed it. And Paris had to, uh, Prince of Troy had to uh, decide who was the fairest. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. so he awarded it to Aphrodite because all she had to do was drop her gown. <laughs> and I went, okay, you get the prize. <laughs> God. So if that isn't sort of a, a statement about women and misogyny and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. like, wow. And also, I hear echoes of Cinderella's story. So Aphrodite then said, okay, you can have the most beautiful woman, but that was Helen of Troy, and she happened to be married. So that, <laughs> that's where the Trojan War started. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's uh, kind of an interesting thing, but she, you know, this person says very, very clearly that she requires understanding, adaptation, and compromise to avoid clashes of ego. Right. Only negative ramifications is when we cannot count compromise or adapt to the new. Yeah. And even, and this person says that even with the fourth harmonic aspects, the conjunction square opposition. Right. Eris acts as a benefic if you are willing to grow and learn and integrate the lessons acquired. Right. Yeah. Now, which is what the squares and, and oppositions and conjunctions are about. They're about learning. Yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah, it's the grit that turns the the coal into a diamond. Yeah. 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 So in the natal chart, it describes the impact of the new in our lives, and aspects to natal planet indicate the impact of the new upon our personal attributes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we and could almost say then that Lucy Lawless, in her role as Xena warrior princess, um, she just literally demoed that transition from being just the one that broke up the party and caused the war to embracing um, 
you know, women in power for good. Yeah, and part of that was, uh, part of the, you know, her problem was that she was left out. Yes. And so an yeah. element of that in, in this too, that the, that the person often feels left out. Oh, okay, okay. As she in their chart, they often yeah. feel a sense of being left out. Yeah, and I think both of us, because I too, but mine's pretty distant. Yeah, mine's, yeah. mine's very close square, and definitely that's, yeah. I've always felt like on the outside looking in, and with then the weird one with the, you know, different ideas. <laughs> Some things yeah. never change. <laughs> yeah, I know. Here we are doing an astrology show, huh? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Our, our families have, you know, coped. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's much more than that, but... <laughs> yeah, they put up with us. Yeah, they have. <laughs> they have. You know, somebody's got to be... I what, what, what I classically say is, so I'm the proof that you can use so that you can think you're normal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the house that Eris falls in in your chart... Okay. Connected to your heiress will reveal how how and when you can experience feeling left out, right? And over what situations you will be angry and fight. Ah, yeah. So that's oh, that's kind of useful information if if it's if it's strongly tied in. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So so this yeah I I found all that kind of interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, that I thought was enough to start us off with this journey anyway. Um, yeah, and so it's interesting to look at somebody like her, her chart. I mean, yep. she's got such a strong Aries personality. Oh, unbelievable. Yes. I don't, yeah, I mean, it would be hard to distinguish the Aries. <laughs> well, exactly. And, and for her to totally embody a feminine form, which again, like this is, Aries is typically ruled by Mars. And so, you know, mostly we think of it in a masculine sort of way. But here with Eris sandwiched in between Saturn and the Sun, no, right. she's going to do the feminine version. Xeno warrior so princess, yeah. And so interesting that her Mars is in Taurus. A, yes. A, a very feminine sign. Yeah. A Venus-ruled sign. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think that, and, and also, of course, that role, that TV show, the reason they named the planet that initially, they called it Xena because it was such a popular TV show at that time. Right. So again, it's it that particular, it's not an accident that they discovered it at that time, right? Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's when we're sort of being introduced to this, these concepts and yeah, yeah, sort of beginning to dawn. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so that, yeah, yeah. I think. It's a very interesting addition right now, particularly right now, as she's playing this, you know, back and forth square, exact squaring with Pluto. With Pluto, yeah. You know, and Pluto being, at, you know, both kind of, well, she won't be at the end of her sign until about 2050. That's how slow she moves. But yeah. Pluto's getting to the end of his sign pretty quickly. So yes, he is. This is really... Listen to us say that, Pluto and quick. Typically, those two words never go together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so you know, she's um, indicating, I think, that, yeah, this is the time for Pluto to kind of shift out of this, this Capricorn model, you know? It's like, yeah, 
that's done. That is so done. Yeah. So we different way of looking at stuff. Yeah. 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 And, and interesting that in her chart, of course, Pluto and Uranus were together because she's yes. that, that year. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we also, I went looking and the, tra oh, I have another one that I need to. Yeah, pretty much anybody was an Aries son, hey? <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Let me just get rid of this one little eraser thing. There we go. Yeah, so the first one that I picked was Heath Ledger. Um, and again, yeah, he has that Aries son and it is in his first house. Now, he took on, I mean, the place where I think I kind of, in listening to his story, um, where it sort of made the most sense was in that willingness to do, you know, the Brokeback Mountain show, which was, at the time when that came out, you know, this was like uh, a real warp for a lot of people to actually, you know, on the big cinema, have two men <clears throat> fall in love and one gets murdered and, you know, just sort of that, the, you know, the time prior to the sort of whole AIDS when, you know, these people walked out and claimed who they were and et cetera. Yeah, and I think yeah. that, whole, that whole thing of feeling left out. Yes, yeah. Uh, he played that character. He, character. he played the Joker as well. Yes, exactly. Right? So I think. I think probably if you looked. At, I didn't. You know, I'm not a follower, but if you looked at, you know, some of many of the roles he played, he may well have taken on roles that exactly, were exactly. People kind of left out. Yeah. Right? Speaking to those who feel left out. Yes. And yep. um, and and of course, uh, his son um, and heiress are in opposition to Pluto. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. difficult, difficult. And <laughs> then, you know, he's got a fairly packed 12th house. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he succumbed to an overdose um, yeah. at a very young age. Yeah. Which is a shame because I think he was a very excellent actor. Well, he's one of the many who've done that. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, that, uh, yeah, that whole acting shtick is... But, but he has those planets in, in Pisces in his 12th. And, mm -hmm. and Mars, Mars is part of a grand trine there with Uranus and Jupiter. Yeah. So that, that overdoing. <laughs> yes, the overdoing. Exactly. Exactly. And, and Pisces, unfortunately, can be the whole drug thing. Oh, it's yeah. More, it's about escape, really. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know that's part of. He had the Aries front, but he had a lot of feminine energy there. Yes, exactly. In the twelfth house, sort of locked away in the closet, and um, and I think that's that again. You know, I think a lot of Piscean types often need to retreat. They need to get away. Yes. But you know, I think they, you have to pick your your vehicle. Too sensitive to the energies around them yeah and it, yeah. And it's, it's supposed to saturn so probably a little bit of you know yeah challenge there that he went through growing yes. up yeah i yeah. suspect so yeah so yeah, yeah it's just uh, interesting mm-hmm very interesting so the next one was a bit of a surprise the next one is yeah so this is one of our own 
<clears throat> and I say that as a Canadian. So right. again, an airy sun. Uh, this one isn't quite as strong because it's, well, it's That's just a little ways off of a degree. Very close to a degree. And, and, <clears throat> and the other thing is we don't know when uh, Eris would be retrograde, but the sun is catching up to Eris. It's yes. Not, yeah. Yeah. It's not the other way around. Yeah. It's, the, you know, within a year by, by solar arc. Yeah. It's going to Eris and, and um you know, within very short time after being born, it's hitting Uranus. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So that whole, I mean, he's known for his role, but the role and the whole idea of Star Trek, um, you know, the the uh, chutzpah it takes to, um, you know, to to boldly go. <laughs> well, but, of course, he plays the hero, right, and the captain. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Aries being the leader, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he has the Aquarius ascendant, which is interesting for yes. the whole space angle, right? Yep. Yeah. Break going beyond, you know. It's yeah. All about beyond, and his Uranus is conjunct the north the north node there, so yes, he's going to take us to beyond, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and third house is going to make the distant um, knowable, right? Third house is more about what's familiar. Yeah. Well, it's going to bring us the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. There's a lead character bringing us that story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, and so with that whole idea that it can be a benefic, obviously for him, it did work that way. Well, I think, yeah, clearly, and probably because of the Iranian Aquarian energy, uh, there was a, a willingness to go beyond Yeah. yeah. what what's accepted yes as the norm or whatever yeah yeah and he's going strong in his 90s i just saw uh an interview with him just a little while back it was on q and um yeah he he is still going strong he's gone through three or four wives he's on his own again um yeah yeah a force yeah. to be contended with. Yeah, well, he also has the mid-heaven in Sat, right? So, yeah. you know, again, going beyond and exploring and adventuring and yep. all that part of the theme there. Yeah. Yep. Where's Jupiter? Jupiter's, yeah. Jupiter's in, in Cancer. Yeah. It's, it's approaching a conjunction with Pluto. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. 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 He's yeah, in terms of health, guy. it's it's interesting because that, uh, um, yeah, that sixth house is a bit busy. But, uh, yeah, his health is pretty solid. He does have a moon in Taurus, which I've always thought is, from a health point of view, yeah, that's giving you some major kudos, having moon yeah, in Taurus. Yeah, Jupiter is... Uh, uh, can be a helpful influence there. Yes, yeah. It and is of course, a benefit. Harry's having his Mars there. There's lots of vitality. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, the, um, and his moon is trining Neptune. So again, the whole theatrical. Yes, yeah. Uh, kind of, yeah, storytelling kind of thing is. Uh-huh. Would yeah. appeal. Yes. Yeah. Because he doesn't have 
you know, planets in the midheaven. He doesn't have no, he's got, no. Uh, most of his planets under the ascendant. So yeah, yeah. Not like chart. he's one of those out there kind of people that needs you know the limelight and stuff necessarily. No, no. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is an interesting chart, and you know because his uh, the character that he played is. Um, I mean, they've reprised the series and moved on from him as the captain, but that quality of captainness has maintained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and really, I mean, the original Star Trek, which is kind of the only one I ever watched, I never got into the other ones, but it was so hokey and so... <laughs> I mean, if you look at it now, it's just so funny. Well, yeah. They, I mean, can you imagine if it had to come out now? I mean, the oh, I yeah, I mean, the overacting and the yes, and, you know, the boulders made of paper mache <laughs> <laughs> that oh, were tossed that? around. Yes, yeah. Special effects. It, it was yeah. yeah. I mean, they did what they could. Yeah. The other yeah. thing that happened on that show, speaking of Eris as a feminine principle, is the first black woman. And yeah. a reasonably strong lead role happened on that show. Yeah. Yes, and the first interracial kiss, I believe. Yes, and I think there was, well, like, there were other nationalities present there. Um, yeah, there were Vulcans and everything. Yeah, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm thinking there was Japanese and Chinese and, yeah, and they were, yeah. And Russian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the characters were interesting. It was a fun show. But yeah, I, yeah. Just that, you know, the whole schlockiness of it now. Is, <laughs> well, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. thought it was pretty special back in the day. <laughs> yeah, well, he act, his acting was like he was playing Shakespeare, so he was a yes. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the next victim, no. <laughs> Um, this one is, again, uh, like you said, another Aries. Um, this is MC Hammer. And I don't know about him. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about him either until I started reading about it. And the MC came from him actually being an MC, like Master of Ceremonies. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's where that came from. And so this is a very prominent... Um, Eris. It's right on the uh-huh. midheaven. It's conjunct the sun. The sun, the MC is not that far away either. No, um, and, yeah. And so this gentleman has, you know, done like literally everything. But oh. it is his, um, uh, like in terms of the list, his struggle for survival has, um, like it he's never going to give up. He's, you know, he's had great fame uh, down to apparently lost it all and then gained it all back again. But he, um, he's not going to be left out. Let's put it that way. With it mm. on the 10th, it's like being left out is not an option. Mm. Yeah. And so throughout his career, whether he was doing his own music, his own dance, whether he was producing other people, whether he was running, I mean, he's done all sorts of businesses, including being ordained as, you know, in the Christian faith, um, having his own ministry kind of thing, right? It's, it's like 
um, you know, that that spirit to survive and to be noticed and yeah, to take the stage. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. got a powerful Chiron opposition to Pluto there too. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's, I see that. That's a, that's a survivor. That's somebody yep. who needs yep. to heal old wounds and move on and yep. recreate himself. Yeah. And also that ninth house having that much Pisces, the ministry thing makes total sense. I think most yeah. people, of course, would know him more for, you know, his rap and dance thing, because his his heyday in in terms of the music industry was the 90s. Well, yeah, but he's got yeah. he's got that Mars trying Neptune, Neptune in the fifth. Mm-hmm. Mars and Pisces, so lot of I mean that's music as well music, yes poetry, yeah all of those things are very Piscean Neptunian yep yeah. you know he's a creative person in, yes in, as well and not only you know in that term but recreating himself right yeah yeah moon and Capricorn you know lots of business partnerships lots of being sued and countersued Saturn oh, in the eighth barely in Capricorn <laughs> yes hey? that's true but still if it had moved into you know depending on how accurate 1159 is although it sounds like it's pretty accurate um, oh yeah no I'm, I wasn't questioning yeah. I'm just I'm just saying yeah hey, yeah that's that's a really last degree yes end of, it's yeah. it's cuspy it's a cuspy moon it is very cuspy he's bridging that you know saturn aquarius capricorn aquarius kind of yeah and saturn's in aquarius yes so it's a fairly strong saturn doing yeah yeah but it's yeah that theme of i will not be left out that is well yeah. yeah and that saturn is is part of the pattern with the sun Harris, right? Mm-hmm. It's a sextile, not a distant one either. It's no, it isn't. It's very strong. So yeah. You've got a very close, you know, conjunction as well as that sextile to Saturn. So those are both tied into Eris there. Yeah, and you might just find that that Chiron is the midpoint. Yes. Yeah, I suspect it is. Uh, no. no. No, not quite? No. Oh, right. Oh. No, yeah. No, that would be at uh, yeah, it'd be nine and a half or something. Yeah, yeah, fairly close. So one of his stories, of course, was the classic father was gone, and yeah. um, eight children, you know, struggled. You know, he was out working the streets when he was very young. You know, probably to feed himself and help with the family kind of thing, and. And because of his enthusiasm, he got uh, picked uh, at a, it was either baseball or football. And some of the, you know, key players at the time, um, uh, where was he born? Yeah, in Oakland. They sort of took him under his wing and let him be like a, I think it was baseball, bat boy or something like that. And of course, he, he played it up. He hammed it up. And, yeah. uh, you know, so they sort of took him under their wing in terms of, you know, sponsoring him to do his various, uh, you know, gigs that he did in terms of coming, like he was a choreographer, um, very good dancer, and so, and he also wrote music. But he didn't just do his own thing, he was also a producer for other acts right. at the time. Yeah. Well, and he's got that Venus trying Uranus as well, which oh, is really yeah. 
yeah. So, you know, again, that's, a, I think, a very independent spirit. To, yes. Yeah. You know, because Venus is in Aries. It's not a wimpy little Venus. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and it goes with that Aries in Aries. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Whatever feminine energy he had, there's there's a air, there's Mars in Pisces, so it's, <laughs> it's fired up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and the square to Uranus is like, well, we've tried something new. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay, so right now with that um, Eris Pluto, what uh, what are some of the um, We've got a feminine archetype squaring the Lord of the underworld, the Lord <laughs> of the underworld. Yeah. And if we pair that at the same time with Uranus being in Taurus, which is a feminine sign. Yeah. Um, so does that? Yeah. Like, OK, so in that four group creating the tension which is what's required in order for humanity to make a shift. What is Eris bringing to the party? Yeah, I think it's, I think with that combination, it's like there's no option here but to make the shift. Right, yeah, that fight for survival, when it comes down to it <laughs> is survival. And it is very Plutonian because that's death yeah. and res resurrection. It's like, do it or you're done because it's, this has to be re reborn as something new because what's going on isn't working. It's just not working. And no, so no. I really think, you know, it's like, okay, we've tried to play nice here and get you to shift, but you got to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> right? So we're getting, I think, that the universe is, is we there is there is a shift happening, whether you like it or not, in a, in a way. Yes. Yeah. And if you don't make it, you're just left, you're going to be left out. Cause yes, so that would be part of that Aries, Eris archetype then. Yeah, so fight, yes. for, fight for your survival or recognize that, yeah, you're... Yeah. And, and Aries is the sign of the individual, right? Yes, yeah. It is, it is the individual, not the corporation. It's, it's, you know, she is a step beyond Pluto. She's not inside his realm. She's outside That's it. right, that's right too. Right? Yeah. So that's bringing in a whole other energy from beyond that. Right. Where the power. Yeah. The power struggles. The, it's like we got to get beyond that. You know, yes. that idea yeah. of, you know, and, and all that corporate control and all of those. Well, and, and also the idea of the, because um, caught up in our current structure, um, that has and it this what I'm about to say I think is something that is um, getting more and more black and white which is of course the worst thing you can do um, is this us and them oh exactly no and, yeah and, and that's yeah. that's not okay I mean none of that's okay and that's been going on for a long time that's yes wars. we wouldn't have had a history of war after war after war on this planet if that wasn't the case yeah you know it's not just a new phenomenon it's no been, it's not a new a shift from you know just what's happening right now it's a shift from what's been happening for thousands of years yes up until now right it's yeah. like no 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 
this hasn't worked. It's, you know, trying it all over again and doing it the same way ain't gonna work. Yeah, yeah, definition yeah. of insanity. And that got the t-shirt, we gotta move on here. And so, yeah, yeah it's, I think there is a great awakening happening and not everybody's awake and it's, it's slow because people are, you know, yeah. dug in, into habits and acceptance of what is the way it is and it always has been and therefore it must always be and yeah. you know that yeah. that's hard to shift but it, it is it is very it hard because it must shift i believe yeah well and um you know i think uh, you know of course from my perspective um the the it's not optional is the fact that you know we're on a finite planet and if we continue to consume the way the powers that be want us to yeah, it's it's we're done. We're done. Can't can't happen. Can't happen that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a huge there's a huge 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 shift that needs to be happening and and you know, the universe is sort of well, ultimately the universe is in control not you and me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we can. What? Anybody's had, what? Anybody who's even had a Pluto transit knows that. <laughs> But, you know, it's like the uh, proverbial hand of God reaches down and says, no, you're not going that way, you're going this way. Okay. <laughs> All the rest has been taken away, so I guess you better follow that, because otherwise... Uh -huh. you're right? So, so you, know, you know, the one piece that we didn't do, which we should have done, is picked somebody that is having an heiress transit. Actually... Right. That would be you, because it's squaring I, your Mercury. It's coming up to, to hit my Mercury square my Ascendant, yes. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, with Pluto. Ooh. Yeah, yeah Pluto will, will do that first, because Eris is so slow. Right. And that's where I got kind of frustrated. It's like, when is that happening? And I'm scrolling forward and forward. <laughs> so it's a ways it's off, really is hard, it? It's really hard to look at those when they're... Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, Pluto's going to lead the way in that. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. But I'm, yeah, of course, aware of the energy of Eris in this, in this whole play, because it's been there all along yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. So right? maybe what I could do for folks who are listening is I, um, I did kind of map out a little bit of Eris's track and I'll just kind of list this off for folks okay so uh, 1900 uh, Eris was at 21 Pisces in 2005 it had moved to 23 Pisces by 2010 it was 24 then I jumped ahead because I thought oh god this is going to take me weeks <laughs> like you were saying right so yeah. in 1925 it was at 29 and then as i said before in 1930 it was at zero degrees of aries uh in uh 1940 it was at three and then 1950 it was at six i am so glad i wasn't born in 1950 because then it would have been exactly opposite my mars um in, 19, <laughs> in 1960, it was at 8 degrees of Aries. In 1970, it was at 11. 
1980, it was at uh, 13. Uh, 1990, it was at 16 of Aries. In the year 2000, it was at 18. Uh, in the year 2010, it was at 20. And then, of course, currently, it's at uh, 23 of Aries. Yeah. And so you found, when was it leaving? Um, around 2050, I think. 2050, before it finally moves into Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it, I mean, it is so slow. It is uh, incredibly slow, obviously. It's yeah. been there over 100 years. It's been so slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it would be. It would have been interesting. I didn't, you know, take. Yeah, I, I to look at, like, you know, I don't know. Um, well, I do have the U.S. chart. That's a while ago. We could look at that. Yeah, see. yeah. If you could just see where Eris is in their chart. Yeah, I mean, in the Canadian chart, it's well. Where is it in the Canadian chart? Of course, I don't have this. Well, exactly. I, we have those charts from another episode. But we do. We do. I could stop sharing and find those while you're looking. I could do this. I have the technology. We do. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, let's see now. I know that. Oh, here we go. I've got the Pluto chart for sure because we did the Pluto return for the US. There we go. Let me just pull it up. Share the happy little screen. Yeah, I don't have I don't have Okay, Arizona. so it is squaring their Mar or their Mercury, which is at twenty-four. And it is in their fifth house. Right. Yeah. 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 That is where it's happening for them. So, in terms of, it's moving on to their, you know, their Pluto's not that far from my Mercury, so it's, it's yeah, Pluto as yeah. Well. But it, th so that particular part, like and they the, are having their Pluto return with all of this. Yes, exactly, exactly. With this Pluto Eris square going on, yeah. so you can bet that the U.S. is not going to look like the U.S. when this is done. No, and that, you know, that whole shift is going to take a number of years with Eris prodding and prodding and prodding. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But Pluto's not, no, not going to take long. Next year, Pluto's going to be hitting there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because it leaves in 2023 from Capricorn. They are in their Pluto return. Yeah. Which, you know, if they're not feeling it, then they're yeah. not paying <laughs> well, with Eris squaring that Mercury, you know, it's like um, how they're trying to spin. And, uh, and if you think about it, just the way um, they've had to, you know, uh, kind of hopefully face the gong show that was Afghanistan, um, you know, 20 years of, of what, you know, like, yeah. And that would be a survival Aries, and the Mercury with the square from Eris would be, you know, like, you're going to say, what about this? You know, are you going to come clean with the truth that the industrial army machine is the only thing that benefited from 20 years of war in Afghanistan, where the industrial complex made how much money? Yeah. Well, interesting, uh, th at the time of Eris's discovery, 
Saturn was conjunct Mercury. Chiron was conjunct uh, U.S. Pluto. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I was wondering. You didn't mention that. What uh, what was Eris conjunct or square, or what was it doing in its own chart? Sorry? Did you... I didn't quite catch the beginning of what you were saying there. So Eris in its discovery chart was where? In against the U.S. chart. Just it's in its own chart. Saturn is conjunct. Ah. U.S. Mercury, and Chiron is conjunct the U.S. Pluto. So right. Okay. Pretty much, Eris is squaring where, where those two were. <laughs> right. 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 So was Eris itself in its discovery chart conjunct anything? Um, I, yeah, I don't have a time tablet on my um, oh, okay. iPad, so it doesn't show up here. It shows up on my computer, but we're on your on computer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, don't go away. Don't go away. <laughs> that would be messy. Oh, see me if I go look at it. So. Okay. Well, uh, what I'm going to do in the meantime is I am going to see if I can't pull up the Canadian chart. Because I know I've had it up here. Uh, there we go. Right there. The Canadian chart. Yeah, there we go. So I can show that one and we can see where Eris is in our chart. Okay, so it would be... Oh, in our first house. There you go. Coming up to our part of fortune. And, but not making a direct aspect right now. No. Nada. Just in our first house. So, are we feeling left out? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I think, um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's kind of interesting. What would be interesting is... When it crossed our ascendant, which would be okay, so when Eris was at 16 degrees, what year would that have been? That would have been 1990. When did we do the Meech Lake Accord thing? Was that in the 90s? I think it was. No, I think it was the 80s. 80s, okay. Oka? Oka in the 90s? I, I can't remember it. Yeah. It's all of her to me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be worth looking at because... Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's... Yeah, it, I will it, look into that when Eris was actually crossing our ascendant. I, that, that's worth looking at now just with what we know, what little we know about that particular new yeah. body. And just looking at, you know, important charts. Yeah, important exactly, us, exactly. Right? And, and see where it falls. And I can do that on my computer, but I can't do that on my iPad. Yes. Yeah. Well, that yeah. would be one because it should show up fairly strongly when it's going over an ascendant, seeing as yeah. it's so slow because it would take two or three years to do that. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. So well, what... You did, list, oh. you did list off where it was at different... Uh, yeah. So 1990, it was at 16. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, so in and around there. You know, when it goes over it, it goes over it. Oh, over yeah, it. several, yeah. But one could sort of, um, you know, kind of zoom out with kind of the history at that time and just see if there were oh, any yeah, Eris, yeah. Eris well, themes. Exactly. I mean, 
what it clearly when it's when we have a body moving that slowly it's telling us it's not a it's not a rush job guys yeah this, yeah this takes time yes <laughs> <laughs> lots of it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so you know i think that's well shifts in consciousness take time and yeah. i think those planets from Pluto on out are about that yes you know? yeah and they come into our awareness when those shifts are beginning to surface yeah when they need to happen they're complete but when they're beginning to surface <laughs> yeah there's a inkling oh something's shifting here yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. that's what it feels like to me anyway okay so what are we going to talk about next week well, I don't know. I came up with this one. I know. know. I know. I think we're going to have to leave the folks in the listening audience in the dark because we're in the dark. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I but, think I'll, I think I'll actually be able to come back online in terms of my life kind of settling down again. Yay. Yeah. No, um, I'm sure we'll find something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We generally do. We generally it's do. It's interesting to us. Hopefully it's interesting to anybody who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is our hope. Okay. Well, just a reminder that if you want to listen to this again, we're on Spotify. If you want to see us <gasps> smiling sweetly at you from uh, YouTube, we're on YouTube. Uh, and uh, the charts, if you want to download them, the ones that we talk about on the various shows, that's at uh, cardinalastrology.ca. Um, and you can also get contact links for Jill's website, and obviously for myself. And in the meantime, we will say adios, Jill, till yes. next week. Oh, thank you. That was fun. It's yeah. Always, yeah. Always, yeah. 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 And well, hopefully others did too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. So for the folks out there in Radio Land, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And we look forward to you tuning in next week. And, uh, yeah, stay safe, take care, and we will talk to you soon. Recording stopped.